This podcast may contain inaccurate information, bad language, and spoilers. When you've been cooped up indoors and quarantine bites, it's time for Agony Art Lockdown Lights. Welcome to Agony Art Lockdown Lights, the bite-sized version of our Agony Aunt podcast in which we try to solve your problems, not using our own brain power, but instead by telling you how those problems were solved in the great art of our age. And when we inevitably fail to solve your problems for you, at least we'll leave you with a fun reading, listening and watching list to enjoy in your spare time. Uh, my name's Aaron, and I'm an author and an occasional reader of books, very occasional. I've got Liam, our meandering music maestro, and... Carl, our fantastic film forager, here in our virtual studio on the interwebs. Say hello, lads. Hello. Hello. Trying different styles of hellos today. Can we do an ASMR hello? Go. Hello. Is that how you do it? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no one is being relaxed by that, Carl. <laughs> I haven't landed on a hello yet. You know, like a... No? This is my hello, that's what I'm going to do. It doesn't have to be hello, does it? You could mix it up a bit, you'd be like, hi, or watcher. I, I think I've done a yo before. <laughs> G'day, mate. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> <laughs> so this is our 10th episode, I think it's going to be, because we've done seven normal and this is our third lockdown light. Wow, anniversary. Uh, and you still haven't settled, settled on a hello. No. Should we settle it now? I don't think you need to settle, Carl. Variety is the spice of life. Just hello. <laughs> take each episode as it comes. All right, we'll do. What? Um, talking of lockdown, it looks like there's light at the end of the tunnel this year, guys. And uh, at some point, maybe by the end of the year, our lives might return to some level of normality. So I want to know, and the listeners want to know, what's the first thing you two are going to do once everything opens up again? One thing I haven't missed is wasting my Saturdays, like going to like a the local shopping centre, wandering about, spending money I probably wouldn't have spent if I hadn't gone there, and then spending like 50 quid on a lunch in like Bills or Cafe Rouge or something like that. Like I don't do that on my own, by the way. I mean, with my, my wife and child. <laughs> <laughs> leaving, leaving my wife and child at home and going to a local shopping centre <laughs> yeah. to spend money and have a Bills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I haven't missed that. On the other hand, I would probably book a nice meal with a nice restaurant. To spend some money you wouldn't have spent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I... I've missed a rare treat restaurant, not the general, yeah. oh, where should we eat? What about here? Mm. That's, that's what I think, like a decent a decent steak at a really nice restaurant. I'll be, oh, I'm well up for that. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, all right, good. So... Basically, we're going to go out and do pretty standard things, aren't we? Live normal <laughs> go, life. <laughs> go and have a meal and go to cinema. Maybe we'll see each other and record some more podcasts. Yeah, that's true. We're going to just get into the studio, aren't we? Can you imagine our wife's reaction if that, that is the first thing we do, July 21st? <laughs> we're going to record! <laughs> Good. So, before we begin, and before all of that happens... I want to make it very clear to our listeners that we are not really here to solve your life's hardest problems. All of our submissions have been vetted by independent experts and are certified 100% trivial or fictional pickles, and our advice should almost never be followed. We're only here to have fun, 
So if you're having a really hard time, I'd recommend hitting up our website for guidance on who to turn to. That's agonyartpodcast.com. So now we've got that out of the way, let's get on with it. Here is problem one for today. I'm finding that as lockdown continues, I want to speak to my colleagues less and less, to the point where I'm even ignoring their calls. I like my job and the company, but I can't stand all the small talk over Teams or Zoom. How do I stop this from getting worse? I hated small talk in uh, person-to-person life. Yeah, (laughs) I don't really see how lockdown has changed that aspect of it. It probably made it better, if anything, didn't it? Small talk is so big right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's big talk now. (laughs) Small talk has had a resurgence during (laughs) COVID-19. A kind of a theme we cover quite a lot is um, like don't do what you're expected to do. I don't think we've ever outright said that um, like that, but we often say if you don't want to do something, just don't do it and don't give in to the peer pressure of doing things you think you have to do. So um, if you're that kind of guy, you don't like it, just be that guy that doesn't like small talk and soon everyone will learn. It doesn't mean you're an arsehole, it just means that, oh yeah, don't ask him about his day, Jesus. No. <laughs> how, how do you it sounds like how do you propose that they let well, people know that they don't want to be asked about their day that's a great question Liam. yeah i was so, gonna say it sounds like you have to go through being an asshole to get to that <laughs> point to get oh. the asshole pill. well i think <laughs> yeah. you should you should re remodel your persona and a good template for this is um ron swanson from parks and recreation which um, ran 2009 to 2020 um, so Ron Swanson is your no-nonsense character, and that's just the way he is. Like everyone knows how he is, but people love him still. So there is a way. You might have to get over Arsenal Ridge to um, get to that point. But if you stick out here, then eventually you'll be like a cantankerous dick, but people will still love you for it. So there's a few quotes from Ron Swanson that gives you a flavour of the kind of guy he is. Give one hundred percent. One hundred ten percent is impossible. Only idiots recommend that. Um, sting like a bee but do not float like a butterfly that's ridiculous Um, people who are just getting to know you will think you're a bit of an arsehole if you're yeah the uh, more I read them the more it's true so yeah yeah, I would play devil's advocate on this and say that it's entirely possible that it's you're only going to have friends uh, if you're an arsehole in a fictional world well, Ron Swanson Ooh. says friends. One to three is sufficient. <laughs> so, so you're right, Liam. You might have very few friends. Does he have a close circle of friends that he uh, doesn't want to add any close more people to? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, Carl, I want to take issue with Arsehole Ridge. Okay. Um, you said you have to get through Arsehole Ridge to get there. Isn't it more of a valley? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you've got problems. Um. <laughs> now listen, I've had some... I've had some... I've had some serious shits in my time. But I've still got Arsehole Valley. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, alright, you have to get through Arsehole Valley. Valleys are easier to get through the ridges, though. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's more of a canyon. 
<laughs> Grand yeah. Elso Canyon. <laughs> yeah, so that's my my advice is to um, be Ron Swanson or Ron Swanson light, maybe. Be more Ron. Yeah. And more we haven't thought of a name for this person. Again, we keep forgetting. We do. So we'll just go with Ron, shall we? So Ron. More, more. Carl's advice to Ron is be more Ron. Yeah, be a moron. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's terrible advice, Carl. <laughs> what did you expect? Um, I mean, the way I see it, Ron, is I I think I don't want to be too presumptuous, but I feel like lockdown might be getting to you a bit, as it's been getting to all of us, driving us all a bit mad. I think to some extent, and I, I did I did want to quickly kind of mention that I think. On the one hand, you've been quite lucky, and I don't. I think it's it's easy to forget about this in our position, but we've all been able to keep our jobs, and we're all able to do our jobs from home, and a lot of people weren't able to do that. So I think it's important not to forget that we have been quite lucky. But I, I do sympathise with you, Ron. I think you might. This is boiling down to a bit of a Groundhog Day feeling, maybe. Um, that might have been a good film to use, Carl. Um, <laughs> where like you know most Stay days feel the same you. you go and talk to your work colleagues have the same conversation with them and you're all getting a bit oh it's driving me a bit mad and uh cheryl crow will uh will help you out with this she uh in 1997 she released a single and her advice is a change would do you good would do you good a change would do you good do you remember this isn't one? that the voice she used for ASMR? <laughs> Leaves get really into this, isn't he? ASMR. Oh, what do you mean? Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Not it's podcasting. Just, <laughs> it's just this, this mic I got lends itself really well to it. But I, I don't actually know how to do ASMR, so I don't think I'm doing it properly. I think you do it pretty well, Liam. It's just whispering into the microphone. Perhaps I'll continue then. <laughs> You've got to make it a little bit more sexy, though. Okay. Cheryl Crow. Had a song. Is this sexy? I I'm not really good at that either, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> it's creeping me out a little bit. <laughs> I'm erect. <laughs> Carry on. A change would do you good. Yeah, a change would do you good, is what Cheryl Crow would say. In this original song, back in 1997, um, apparently, I didn't know this, each verse is about a different person. Um, and each of the lines are kind of a little bit like... I don't know what the right word is for it, like spiteful, if you like, but also a little bit playful at the same time. So the first verse is about the producer, or one of the producers on the track who quit during the recording. His name was Bill Bottrell. The second verse is apparently about Madonna. And the third verse is about Cheryl herself. Cheryl Crow, not uh, Tweedy. Is that her name? <laughs> <laughs> not anymore, but... <laughs> so yeah, in the original context, this is a little bit less about friendly advice, and it's more like... If you changed, you'd be a better person. But I think, in general, we can say, you know, a change of do you good is literally, literally true. <laughs> um, uh, so, long story short, the advice is just, just try and put up with it. To illustrate Liam's point for him, because he couldn't be asked clearly, I've googled the lyrics to a change of do you good. This is the verse about Madonna, so it was verse two, yeah? Yeah. I thought you were singing your heart out to me. Your lips were sinking. Now I see. She uh, saying that Madonna lip syncs. 
doesn't sing live. Mm. I should qualify that um, the article I read said it was about Madonna, among other people. Well, you heard it here first, folks. We're kicking off some Cheryl Crow and Madonna beef. <laughs> I don't think you're kicking it off. Because I just Googled it, because I was interested to why they have beef. And I haven't found that reason, but... 2017 is still going on. It's called Cheryl <laughs> Crow's War on Madonna. <laughs> she declared war. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, there's a, obviously a, a long backstory there that we need to investigate. We'll get back to you, listeners, with updates on the war between Cheryl Crow and <laughs> Madonna. Um, I'm going to go back to our primary school years for um, my example, lads. And I don't know if both of you read this. I don't know if it was at every school, but I know that I read it. Do you remember Goodnight, Mr. Tom? Oh, yeah. I remember, well, I remember they the program. did a BBC adaptation, I think. It might have been BBC, yeah. It I, was starring John Thor yeah. in 1998. Uh, Goodnight, Mr. Tom by Michelle Magorian. Just like you're starting to be, Ron. Ron. Tom is reclusive and a grumpy person. He doesn't want the small talk he has with his fellow vi- villagers and as a result they don't want to talk to him either just like Carl wants you to be he's pushed everyone away with his grumpiness until William a World War 2 evacuee is thrust upon him and he tries to resist but um, William has been mistreated and abused and he needs love and Tom Oakley can't fight his kind nature for too long and he ends up really caring for William. So what I'm taking from that is, why not just let your colleagues in? Stop being so reclusive and grumpy and turn that small talk that you hate so much into big talk. Maybe you'll make a friend for life. Oh. Our, our fact checkers have just informed me that it was a Colton production, not BBC. Oh. Thank you researchers, interwebs. I suppose if I had to pick a best piece of advice, it would be that this is a fairly temporary situation, so maybe changing your entire personality is not the right way to go. <laughs> but if you feel yourself slipping down that road, then Ron Swanson remains a good template. What's your problem? There's no use trying to pretend you haven't got one. The three of us are here to lend a friendly ear. And help you out with all that strife that's lately marked your life. Why not divulge it? You never know, we may have tips that help you solve it. We know it's unlikely, but it's an impossibility if you don't share your problem. Right, should we move on to problem two? Go. I've been working for... Sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't realise that was rhetorical. <laughs> it's always rhetorical, Liam. We're moving on whether you like it or not. <laughs> I've been working from home since early last year, and I love it. I've saved three hours of commuting every day. I get to spend much more time with my family, and I'm getting more sleep than ever before. I've never felt better. Problem is, now I'm scared of going back. What should I do when they inevitably tell me I have to return to the office? Help! Was that added for effect, or was that in the original message? It was, yeah. It was help! With an exclamation mark. Should we beat ourselves at our own game here? And that game is 
forgetting to pick a name for the person and pick a name straight away. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, who needs help since we made such a big deal of the help? Um, John Lennon and the Beatles. <laughs> John Lennon and the Beatles, everyone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, right, a, weird, a weird way of referring to them, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> John. John. Who can help John? Well, uh, I can go first on this one. I, I mean, I suspect there's quite probably quite a lot of people feeling a bit like this. Um, and I do sympathise a bit because I think at this stage, you know, it's, it's, I think it's been made pretty clear that a lot of jobs can be done from home. And there's probably a lot of people feeling like, you know, they've proven that they can work effectively without going into an office every day. And um, with this in mind, uh, you could take some advice from Tom Petty, who said in 1989 in the single of the same name I won't back down I think this is the song that uh, Carl mentioned in an earlier episode we were talking about Johnny Cash mm. and you it's said and, and he said he he would stand his ground or something like that and he did cover this song in 2000 on his album America Free well unfortunately for me I um, quoted this in a birthday card like some lyrics from this to my mum and wrote Johnny Cash is the person that coined it the phrase but obviously I'm wrong so I'm going to have to get that offer and destroy it, <laughs> Fix it. <laughs> destroy all evidence yeah, scribble so out Johnny Cash and write something. this Tom was Penny. about 15 years ago though <laughs> <laughs> so there's an interesting fact about this song which I didn't know um, which is when Sam Smith released the 2014 single Stay With Me the publishers of I Won't Back Down thought that the two songs sounded remarkably similar. So they got in touch and there was reportedly a very amicable exchange between the two songwriters, which ultimately resulted in a songwriting credit for Tom Petty on going on Stay With Me. Sam Smith said about it at the time, I'm 22, I've never even heard this song. And Tom Petty was reported to say, I've been songwriting a long time and, you know, I know this stuff can happen. I totally understand. Um, I, I don't think it was intentional, and I wish I wish you all the best, sort of thing. Um, and it's a bit weird because if that was the stance he took on it, you'd think that he probably wouldn't bother with any of like the legal stuff. <laughs> but they went ahead with it anyway, and now he's got a songwriting credit, and apparently he gets twelve and a half percent of the royalties from the song, um, which did really well in the UK at least. So uh, he probably made a bit of money off it. It's um quite a theme for Liam, isn't it? Finding uh, song-based litigation. Hmm. There must be, there's so much, <laughs> there, isn't there? I'd imagine. But Liam is yeah. hot on it. What are we going to do if someone steals the format for this podcast? Um, nothing. Laugh no. because it's a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. We can't make it work. No one can. <laughs> uh, sorry, carry on, Liam. Go on. Well, uh, the advice is don't back down. Stand your ground. In a in a world that keeps pushing you around, you don't have to back down. <laughs> and if that turns out to be bad advice, then you can just blame Tom Petty. <laughs> so, and you'll blame Sam Smith. Stand your ground and what? Don't go back to the office. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, if you really believe it. Because, I mean, you know, it, it's a bit of a risk. All right, I will admit that. But if you really believe that you're good at your job and that you can do it effectively from home, then there's, you know... They're lucky to have you at the end of the day, and you can probably find work elsewhere. <laughs> Does Liam understand how work works? 
<laughs> You're lucky Liam's to have got, me. Yeah. Liam's got a very <laughs> arrogant attitude to it. <laughs> How do your performance reviews go at work, Liam? Uh, I, I just go in and say, I've been doing brilliantly, and then leave. <laughs> Look, mate, you're welcome, all right? I've spent another year here. <laughs> <laughs> I come in every day. <laughs> uh, I'm going to disagree with you there, Liam. Gonna... <laughs> Sorry, but <laughs> I just don't think you can afford to be like that. I think once you're called back in and uh, they say to you, look, you're all back in the office now, no more working from home. You've just got to grit your teeth and go in and do your job. And I'm going to tell you about a hero who was pulled out of retirement for just like this and just had to grit their teeth. In The Widowmaker by Mike Resnick, Jefferson Nighthawk, nickname The Widowmaker, is a bounty hunter who has been frozen for a 100 years to hold off a deadly disease that he has. But when he's woken up, his care for that disease is more expensive than it was when he was frozen. So he's called out of retirement. Retirement, yeah, retirement. as in being frozen. <laughs> <laughs> for a big job. Which, that this big job has big rewards. So it just, might just cover the costs oh, of Oh, is he care. one of Ocean's Eleven? Uh, maybe. Uh, is that your example, Carl? No. <laughs> George Clooney uh, drags him out of his frozen state for one more big job <laughs> at the Bellagio. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. I think you, uh, heroes... There are loads of examples of heroes being called out of retirement to do one last big job. And when you're called out of lockdown to do your normal, everyday job, <laughs> you're just going to have to be like those heroes and accept it, grit your teeth, and get on with it. <laughs> That's a fair point. I've got another take. And, um, you know, working from home is great. Um, You get a lot done. But sometimes being in the heat of the moment in the office and with surrounded by other minds helps you kind of solve problems quicker, more efficiently. So I think you need to consider the impact of you not going back to the office on the rest of the world. So you picture, picture this scene. Your country's at war. Wait a minute. Um, Liam, you do the soundtrack. <laughs> like the, uh, the background music. I'll do sound effects. Carl, you tell the story. Okay. I- I've got a piano here. Do we want a literal soundtrack? Uh, no, <laughs> if you can no, you got to do it. You've got to do it orally, Liam. Okay, right. <laughs> Your country's at war. <laughs> Hold on, wait, 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 cut, cut, cut. We're what? in um, ancient times. Oh, this... shit. <laughs> Fuck's sake, Carl. <laughs> well, you know, I'm getting there. Have you... Right, let's go. go. <laughs> That's the same music, just higher pitch. Yeah, because it's older. You don't get as many... <laughs> As much bass response on old recordings. <laughs> the bass didn't drop till the mid 1800s. <laughs> okay. Your country's at war fighting for national pride, but also for hegemony of the area of the world. Hegemony! <laughs> you, you're there, you're the most important soldier, you're the best they have. 
But not only are you the best fighter, but you inspire the rest of the men and you hold the army together. You land on the beach and you fight, you help everyone, you like help the, the cause and you win the beach. So you get to land, all your forces, things are going well. But then you have a dispute with your boss and you sit out of the first battle. You sit on a hill, you watch the battle unfold and as it unfolds, you're pointing out the mistakes, what should be happening, you know, where they're going wrong. You're frustrated, you're watching from the sidelines because of your personal pride and your army gets crushed on the first day. Like not crushed, they're, they're done, but they lose the battle, they retreat back to the boats, to the beach. And what you've done is you've uh your your enemy feels a sense of they feel stronger they feel like they've they've renewed hope they can defend against you and they can win this war you my friend what's his name again did we get a name uh yeah we named yeah, him right at the beginning john yeah john yeah you john, john lennon and the beatles you were achilles i was troy oh well done Liam. <laughs> <laughs> i was going to say it before you said that i wish i had now yeah so you're Achilles, you're a mythical legend, yet they need you to get involved, you need to get back involved. And if you sit on the sidelines the whole time, you know, you're not thinking about the impact on the rest of your countrymen, or your colleagues in this case, in your small insurance brokerage or whatever you work in. But Is that where John Lennon and the Beatles work? <laughs> That's where they founded, yeah. Their insurance <laughs> okay, <practice>. yeah. <laughs> so what happens when you get do get back, you know, stuck in? Obviously it takes quite a traumatic event. It takes your, your cousin pretending to be you thinking he's as good as you, leading troops into battle, but then dying because he's not as good as you. So you're going to kill your cousin with this line of thought. So that's what drags you back in. And then when you do get dragged in, you kill the enemy hero, Hector, outside the walls of Troy. First of the gang to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you break their spirit. Um, you have never been in love. <laughs> That is accurate. Uh, you could play that alongside the recording and it would sound like... You wouldn't be able to tell which one's which. No. Yeah. That was Morrissey again, Carl. Sorry. I assume so, yeah. It's just the impression you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think so, he's appeared in more episodes than... We have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, go on, Carl. No, that's it. That's, that's my point, really. You, know, like you're, you don't know how important you are to the cause. And if you sit on the sidelines... Things might falter, and you need to be in there, stuck in, leading the line. That's true. If your company has been struggling during uh, lockdown and associated uh, world events, then you're right, Carl. You might be instrumental in their recovery, John Lennon and the Beatles. (laughs) I did want to, um, I thought it'd be interesting to point out some historical inaccuracies of Troy, but then I found something better where... um, a Mexican extra as a soldier starts shouting a key a key on <laughs> <laughs> and it's caught on film so um yeah I quite like that <laughs> why would you do that you're filming in like ancient Turkey with ancient Greeks and you start shouting in Spanish which is yeah because really you should be shouting in English obviously <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they all spoke with brilliant English <laughs> for all we know he was speaking English anyway and what he'd really done is found a key on the floor 
Well, I, I was thinking it might have been a key a... to Troy. I didn't even need the horse. <laughs> <laughs> Are we sure that a key isn't Achilles' nickname? Oh, that is a that's really a good one. Interesting point, Liam. Aki, Yaki! <laughs> Aki, over here! I found a key! <laughs> ah, so, your point is, Carl, dive back into the fray because they're going to need you. Yeah. And yours is, Liam, uh, stand your ground and refuse to go back. Stand back down. <laughs> Show me in my contract where it says I've got to go into an office. Oh, shit, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> and it's set hours as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit, I've only been working two hours a day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in case, in case there's any ambiguity, I'm not suggesting anybody seriously follows that advice. Uh, well, what I'm most worried about, to be honest, Liam, is what me and Carl have discussed on several occasions, that by the time we're allowed to record in person again, you're just going to refuse to do it. <laughs> <laughs> he's sitting his stall out now, isn't he? Yeah. I know. He's, this is Liam all over. <laughs> uh, so it's your choice, John. You could uh, stand your ground and refuse to go back, or go back because they need you. Okay, and on that, I think that's probably all we've got time for today. So, um, listeners, check the episode notes or agonyartpodcast.com to find links to all the media we mentioned today and for a link to the Agony Art Spotify playlist where you can find uh, all the songs that Liam suggests. When we say, you know, if you've got a problem, you can submit it to our email, which Aaron's probably going to say in a minute, and that it doesn't have to be your problem. If you've got a problem you'd like to hear us talk about or kind of try and solve you know if you can think up a, a or something someone else's it may be someone else's problem then uh exactly you know get get them into us we're keen to hear what you got to say exactly the reason we choose 100 percent trivial and or fictional pickles is that we don't want anyone to feel like uh they should be following our advice and uh <laughs> make a bad problem in their life worse but if you've made up a problem you've thought <laughs> <laughs> this would be a strange problem if someone had this problem we invite you to submit that problem any trivial or fictional problems that you want to submit you can submit to us via our group Instagram our Twitter accounts that's at Agony Art Podcast or on the submissions page on our website agonyartpodcast.com I would like to thank our resident Agony Aunts for their contributions thanks Liam thanks Carl you're very welcome and thank you listeners for listening we'll be back next week with more problems to muddle our way through and more entertainment for you to enjoy see you later bye bye but I'd suggest keep it light cause their advice can be shite and they won't be held liable Oh no, not at all, not here at Agony Art. Agony Art.